welcome to another episode of Now About That with James and Sarah. I'm James. And I'm Sarah. And on this week, it's our spooky episode because it will be coming out the day before Halloween. Halloween. So we're going to do some scary stories, some scary short stories from the subreddit r slash scary stories. And then we also have a few more that we're going to read from the site called SW. And it's just the 30 very short tales of horror that are better than most scary movies you've watched. So we're going to go ahead and jump right in because we have a couple of them that we're going to go through through Reddit and then a couple of them that we're going to go through through the SW site. Sarah, do you want to go first? Sure. Um, So the first one I'm going to read is called Night Terror by Kiba Williams. Um, first of all, I just want to like say it looks fantastic. The, um, the style that they did it in looks great. All right. Shrouded in darkness in a room without sight, lights flickered on, bringing in a bit of life. So dim it only went so far to make the ceiling rim bright. Down below, we can see a metal table along with a boy strapped down and some cables. A moment later, the boy woke up and tried to move. He looked to his left and his right and was very confused. Worried, he tried to move with all his might, but it was deemed impossible as the cable was too tight. In a panic, he began to wiggle all around. He then screamed for help. There's no point, you won't escape and neither will sound. The boy looked to his side, then the voice spoke once more, right in the back left corner, that's where I'll be found. Emerging from the shadows way in the back, there was a teenage boy coated in black. The boy walked up menacingly with a slow clap. The boy strapped down asked, Tayshan, Tayshan, just where am I at? Don't worry, don't worry, little Rahim. No need to pray, just go back to sleep. Next thing you know, he pulled out a large knife. Please no, the young boy cried. Just why do you want to take my life? Don't worry, I just want to take some hair off the knee. Please, I beg of you, don't kill me. The little boy screamed out for help desperately once more. There's no point in yelling when you're right at death's door. He screamed and he screamed and he screamed each time. The dial on his voice went from one to nine. Once he hit 10, there was no noise. Tayshawn then smiled and said, ah, you lost your voice. Although I did tell you, there was no point. Rahim then glared at the teenage boy. Tayshawn then asked, what's that look for? Despite that he couldn't speak, he tried to yell. As Tayshawn cut through the young boy's leg, he asked, What are you trying to say? Then everything went black, and finally, he was screaming a name. Tayshawn, Tayshawn, with all his might. His mother, brother, and sister quickly rushed in all at one time. As if he was having a seizure, he was shaking all around. The mother then yelled, Hold him down. The sister gently said, It's okay, go back to sleep. The young boy yelled in an angered voice, Get away from me. Half asleep, he shoved her to the side. She then said to the young boy to calm down one more time. Afterward, the screaming ceased, and the boy finally went to sleep. Yikes. Alright, your turn. <laughs> okay. So this one is called Hearing Whistling at Night in Sequence of Three, Should I Be Worried? And it's posted by uh, you slash Proud Club 6088. And it goes, I'm sitting at home, getting clothes ready to wash another load in the laundry while watching Coraline. The sun has almost completely set outside and Coraline, it's right around the part where she gets stuck in the other world before she goes to other spink and other forcibles play and i hear what i thought was a long scream it was loud enough for me to hear over the tv a fan 
Over the TV, a fan right by my head, the three dogs running around my house, and three dogs running around my house. Initially, I thought maybe some kids were playing outside. After all, it is summer. I leave it be. Then after a short pause, about 30 seconds, I hear it again. Same pitch, same long, monotonous tune. Another short silence, maybe 20, 25 seconds this time. I stop the movie and go to the front window to see if maybe for a third and final time, the same monotonous tune. I go to look outside the window to see if I can see or hear anyone making the noise. Nothing. I've heard of a lot of folklore about hearing whistling at night and how it can be a bad thing. I didn't open the door, so hopefully I'll be safe. I'll pray extra hard tonight. Or maybe I'm just making something out of nothing. Just thought I'd share. And that's it. Yikes. Also, Coraline. Good movie. <clears throat> I've never seen it. Um, Actually, I don't. I haven't either, but I... So I don't know why I said it was a good movie. Because I've never seen it either. But it does look really fun. I mean, I've heard it's a good movie, so I was just mm. going to take your word for it. <laughs> All right. So this story is called What Was It? And it was posted by um, user Bristow Lerman uh, four months ago. I was about 11 and home alone. I lived in a remote area, but the county was known for drugs and crimes. There were not many people on my road as it was out in the country. My mom and dad went out for a late night grocery run to get dinner. The Walmart they went to was 25 minutes away, so I knew they wouldn't be home for a while. It was around 7.30 and they'd only been gone for 45 minutes. I laid down on my bed and got on my phone. Then around 8, my dog started barking. He was not the aggressive type, so it was out of the normal. I just waited for him to stop because him being part pit, normally people wouldn't try anything. He continued for five minutes, so I decided to go look at what was happening. Um, I walked into the hallway and said, Nico, what are you barking at? I heard something outside and thought maybe it was my neighbor coming over to check on me as she normally did. As I got closer to the door, my dog growled more and more. I looked out of the peephole on my front door and saw brown hair in a bun. It looked like my mom's. I yelled, Mom, where's dad from behind the door? It looked up and its eyes were very wide and no expression. It looked exactly like my mom. The thing just stared for a little and my dog was barking even more and he woke up my German Shepherd, Rex. He was a really big dog and scared of everything. He came into the living room and started backing up from the window where he was looking out and growled. It then said, Biggs, open the door, it's cold out here. I knew something wasn't right, so I called my mom thinking I would hear her ringer from outside. It rang for a couple seconds and then she answered, we'll be home in a few minutes, are you okay? I just stood there stunned. Mom, who's standing on the porch then? They look exactly like you and keep telling me to answer the door. My mom went silent for a few seconds and said, lock the door, make sure the back door is locked and go to your room with the dogs now. I did exactly what she said without question. Mom, what's happening? She followed up with, we're coming home right now. Close your curtains and stay in your room. They were home about 15 minutes later. I never knew what really happened that night, but we never discussed it again. My dog, Nico, who liked to sleep outside, now slept in my bed. My other dog, Rex, normally slept in the living room in front of the window, slept at the foot of my bed. They wouldn't let me stay home alone for years after that. That's terrifying. Do you think it was a, what are they called, skinwalker? Potentially, uh, but I don't know. Like, I don't know. Mm. All right. Next one is called That Shadow. It looks right at me. And it is posted by you slash David Smith 084. 
Um, and it goes, about seven years ago, I was working on a paving crew laying asphalt for the parking lot for the brand new recreation center. It was a particularly cloudy day and it got breezy. A short gust of wind blew up and dust was blown into my eyes. I quickly closed them and started to try and wipe them. When I opened them, my eyes, everything was significantly darker and cloudier, and there were several shadow shadowy figures wandering aimlessly around the area. Their eyes seemed to cast beams of light out of them like a flashlight through the dust or fog. One of the shadows rather close to me stopped and looked up at me. It locked its gaze with on me and stared directly into my eyes. The beam blinded me and I blinked my eyes shut again. When I reopened them, everything was normal. I tried to tell my buddy Apollo, my aunt Rone, Ronnie, who worked with me, what happened and they laughed it off. They told me I didn't see anything and my imagination was pretty good. I know what I saw. The next day, the whole job site got shut down because the same day on the other side of that building, a friend of mine I used to work with at Walmart had fallen off the building 30 feet, 35 feet to his death. I learned it was Fuzzy from my boss. I'm assuming Fuzzy is his name. I was shocked to speechlessness as I recalled the shadow that blinded me and how it was the only one interested in me. Could that have been fuzzy? How did I see the shadows? Why were there so many? I haven't seen them anything since, but I feel I still feel a shadow recognized me and my and may very well have been my buddy Buzzy. My buddy Fuzzy. <gasps> Yikes. All right. This next story comes from SW, the website we were talking about, scoopwoop.com. Um, and the story is Timekeeper by Gridster2. And there's a picture of a pocket watch on the ground. Uh, looks like it's surrounded by like leaves. And it says, eventually, the watch began its final countdown. He had been given the watch on his 10th birthday. It was an ordinary gray plastic wristwatch in every respect, except for the fact that it was counting down. That is all of the time you have left in the world, son. Use it wisely. And indeed, he did. As the watch ticked away, the boy, now a man, lived life to the fullest. He climbed mountains and swam oceans. He talked and laughed and lived and loved. The man was never afraid, for he knew exactly how much time he had left. Eventually, the watch began its final countdown. The old man stood looking over everything he had done, everything he had built. Five. He shook hands with his old business partner, the man who had long been his friend and confidant. Four. His dog came and licked his hand, earning a pat on the head for its companionship. Three. He hugged his son, knowing that he had been a good father. Two. He kissed his wife on the forehead one last time. One. The old man smiled and closed his eyes. Then nothing happened. The watch beeped once and turned off. The man stood standing there, very much alive. You would think that in that moment, he would have been overjoyed. Instead, for the first time in his life, the man was scared. Yeah, because now he, it's just like, it can happen anytime. I would be scared too. Yep. It's crazy. You go from knowing exactly when it's going to happen to the uncertainty like the rest of us. Yeah. All right, so this next one is called There's No Reason to Be Afraid by Whoever Fights Monster. Cool. And there's a picture included, and it's just, uh, it looks like um, an empty, decrepit old house with just a chair and some leaves on the ground. And it says, but our favorite thing was the ghost. And it goes. When my sister Betsy and I were kids, our family lived for a while in a charming old farmhouse. We, we loved exploring its dusty corners and climbing the apple tree in the backyard, but our favorite thing was the ghost. 
We called her mother because she seemed so kind and nurturing. Some mornings, Betsy and I would wake up and on and on each of our nightstands, we'd find a cup that hadn't been there the night before. Mother had left them there, worried that we'd get thirsty during the night. She just wanted to take care of us. Among the house's original, house's original furnishings was an antique wooden chair, which we kept against the back wall of the living room. Whenever we were preoccupied watching TV or playing a game, Mother would inch the chair forward across the room toward us. Sometimes she'd manage to move it all the way to the center of the room. We always felt sad putting it back against the wall. Mother just wanted to be near us. Years later, long after we moved out, I found an old newspaper article about the farmhouse's original occupants, occupant a widow. She murdered her children by giving them a cup of poisoned milk before bed. Then she'd hanged herself. The article included a photo of the farmhouse's living room and the woman's body hanging from a beam beneath her knocked over was the old wooden chair placed in exactly the center of the room that took a turn jesus so she was poisoning the children she was reliving poisoning the children and killing herself oof okay all right next one number nine is called the perfect plan by hunt frog and it has a picture of what looks like like gymna- like old style gymnasium doors, like at a pool. It um, does look like it's at a pool. There, like that looks. Those two handles look like it's coming out yeah. from the pool. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and it says, "I walked up to Mr. Quinn, the guidance counselor, and shot him in the face three times." On Monday, I came up with the perfect plan. No one even knew we were friends. On Tuesday, he stole the gun from his dad. On Wednesday, we decided to make our move during the following day's pep rally. On Thursday, while the entire school was in the gym, we waited just outside the doors. I was to use the gun on whoever walked out first. Then he would take the gun and go into the gym blasting. I walked up to Mr. Quinn, the guidance counselor, and shot him in the face three times. He fell back into the gym, dead. The shots were deafening. We heard screams in the auditorium. No one could see us yet. I handed him the gun and whispered, your turn. He ran into the gym and started firing. I followed a moment after. Uh-oh, she froze. Un momento, por favor. Da, 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 da. Oh, there you are. He's back. What was the last thing I said? Um, The shots were deafening. We heard screams in the auditorium. No one could see us yet. He handed, uh, he hadn't hit anyone yet. Okay, all right. Um, Kids were scrambling and hiding. It was mayhem. I ran up behind him and tackled him. We struggled. I wrenched the gun out of his hands, turned it on him, and killed him. I closed his mouth forever. On Friday, I was anointed a hero. It was indeed the perfect plan. Yikes. Also, insane timing right now since Maine just had that mass shooting. Yeah, I just, I heard about that. I had a text message from my brother and he was like, were you anywhere near that mass shooting that happened? I was like, no, that's two states away. <laughs> Although it is only like three, three and a half hours to get there. Well, I mean, first of all, can we just point out the fact that like your brother was checking on you? I know it was weird. Like, okay. I'm, I'm not used to him being, um, what's the word? Caring about <laughs> anyone except for himself. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. I should be nicer. I shouldn't talk about, I shouldn't talk shit about your brother like that. <laughs> I mean, I talk about your brother. Not on here, but... 
Okay, so note to self, don't talk about your brother on the podcast. <laughs> Got it. All right, this next one is called Warrior of God by KMA Hawk or KM, KM Epic. I don't know. If God exists, why is there so much evil in the world? It's a common question, but it, it is misplaced. All things must have balance, light and dark, good and evil, sound and silence. Without one, the other cannot exist. So if it, that's true, then God does nothing to fight evil. That might be your follow-up question. Of course he fights evil, relentlessly. I am D'Artilian, one of his most holy and righteous angels. I roam the earth, opposing, disposing of evil wherever I find it. I kill the monsters you don't ever want to know about. I crush them completely so you sleep at night. You humans have no idea how many of you live because of the work I do. What about Stalin? Or Hitler? Ted Bundy? Jack the Ripper? Well, those are the minor ones I had to do. I had to let live for balance. The ones I destroy are too horrible and vile to survive. What's funny is while I wager you've never heard of the name D'Artillion in any religious text, I bet you've heard of me. Americans, for example, have their own name for me. Sudden Infant Death Syndrome. Oh! <gasps> Oof! Jeez. Baby that's, killer. That's dark. That's super dark. Oh, fuck. Okay. All right. Ugh. I'm seeing that uh, that meme in my head of The Simpsons where Marge is sitting up front and she says, Hey, kids, can we lighten it up a little back there? <laughs> right? Oh, <laughs> Jeez. <laughs> So we're going to do a couple more of these and then just kind of catch up and see how things are going? Yeah, sounds good to me. All right. This next one is called Hell by Mean Pete. And it has a picture of what looks like a child um, standing under a beam of light um, in probably what is a cave. Um, And it says, I felt the presence of the cave as if it was a living, breathing creature. There was no pearly gate. The only reason I knew I was in a cave was because I had just passed the entrance. The rock wall rose behind me with no ceiling in sight. I knew this was it. This was what religion talked about, what man feared. I had just entered the gate to hell. I felt the presence of the cave as if it was a living, breathing creature. The stench of rotten flesh overwhelmed me. Then there was the voice. It came from inside and all around. Welcome. Who are you? I asked, trying to keep my composure. You know, the thing answered. I did know. You're the devil, I stuttered, quickly losing my composure. Why me? I've lived as good as I could. The silence took over the space as my words died out. It seemed like an hour went by before the response came. What did you expect? The voice was penetrating, but patient. I don't know. I never believed any of this, I uttered. Is that why I'm here? Silence. I continued. They say the greatest trick you ever pulled was convincing the world you don't exist. No. The greatest trick I ever pulled was convincing the world that there is an alternative. There is no God? I shivered. The cave trembled with the words. I am God. Mm. Eep. <laughs> kind of terrifying, but also kind of fitting with the one that we just finished. Right? But it's also, like, very thought-provoking as well. Yeah. Like, what if there really isn't an actual alternative and it's all just one being? Yeah. Interesting. 
All right, so this next one is called The Accident by Minvoy, M-I-N-N-V-O-Y. And in the picture, it looks like it's they're at a stoplight and it says, then someone tapped on the front door and his world suddenly crumbled away beneath him. It was 1 a.m. and Guy Halverson sat in the dark living room. He hadn't moved in over an hour. The accident earlier that evening kept playing over and over in his mind. The light turned red, but he was in a hurry and accelerated. An orange blur came from his right, and in a split second, there was a violent jolt. Then the cyclist rolled across his hood and fell out of sight on the pavement. Horns blared angrily, and he panicked, stepped on the gas, and screeched away from the chaos into the darkness, shaken and keeping an eye on his rearview mirror until he got home. Why did you run, you idiot? He'd never committed a crime before this and punished himself by imagining years in jail. His career gone, his family gone, his future gone. Why not just go to the police now? You can afford a lawyer. Then someone tapped on the front door and his world suddenly crumbled away beneath him. They found me. There was nothing he could do but answer it. Running would only make matters worse. His body trembling, he got up, went to the front door and opened it. A police officer stood in front of him under the porch light. Mr. Halverson asked the grim officer. He let out a defeated sigh. Yes, let me. I'm terribly sorry, but I'm afraid I have some bad news. Your son's bike was struck by a hit and run driver this evening. He died at the scene. I'm very sorry for your loss. Like, no, absolutely not. Mm -mm. How bad would you feel if that happened? Like... I wouldn't be able to live with myself, actually. No, that's insane. Like, you you inadvertently killed your own child and then ran away. Yeah. And so that was only, so that one was the 10th, no, 12th one in 30 of these. So we do, there are a lot more, but um, for time's sake and so that we're not just reading to you all. Um, we're not going to go over them, but I will include it in the link in uh, in the description of the podcast this week. If you would like to go and take a look at the rest of the stories that are on this website. Um, and I'll also include, I think I need to actually update the last week's um, caption or description because I didn't include the ones we read last week either. So I'll do that. And then um, if you want to go see any of these, again, a lot of ours, a lot of the ones we went through this week and then last week are from the subreddit r slash scary short stories so props to the people that have been dropping in those stories on there we appreciate we appreciate it i mean we didn't ask for them but we appreciate right, that you your so. creativity and the information that you're putting out into the world and we're reading it here on our podcast yes we are very appreciative of people who make art yeah it's a lot of fun and um some of them are i i, I wouldn't say most there very many of these are scary they're more a lot of them are thought provoking more than anything yeah i think that most of these are scary in that they relate to real life things yeah. like school shootings and sudden infant death syndrome and you know things like that um and like our fear of of death when we don't know when it's coming. Yeah. Oof. Well, how are things going? Your school, how's school stuff going and work? Uh. I... <laughs> uh. Well, um, I'm really behind on school and I still have an F in my Texas history class, which is really bringing my depression 
uh to the forefront mm-hmm. um and like i don't know i don't know like work's okay um right this minute we're trying to I was supposed to have received an email from HR um, requesting like information for the position that I've applied for. Yeah. Um, but I have not gotten that email yet. Um, but the system has also been down for some reason. I don't know. Anyway, it's weird. But yeah, other than that, like nothing too crazy going on at work. I've had zero motivation for like a month now. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> but today, today was a little better. I got three loads of laundry done. Um, I have like at least six more loads to do because I'm that far behind on laundry. <laughs> um, it's not actually six loads. It just feels like it because I have um, some blankets I have to wash. Because no. it's getting colder, so I need my heavier blankets. And then... I'm just just chugging along on uh, this project that I've given myself, which is um, to build your tricycle. Well, I mean, also that <laughs> I did not work on that today. I was going to, but I did not. This project that I've been like working on, which is about uh, whether or not SpongeBob is God. <laughs> so it's it's it fits with that TikTok you sent me earlier with the the SpongeBob pumpkin. Yes. Did you send me that? You sent me that, yeah. Yes, I sent that. Yes, with the SpongeBob pumpkin. Um, so I don't know. It's it's mostly just a project I work on when I'm high. <laughs> <laughs> so what is it? Um Oh so, is SpongeBob is God. Got it. Never mind. Yeah. That SpongeBob is God. And basically I'm just going through and like watching the episodes and like getting um, you know, like little things that I think support my argument. Mm. So. so instead of doing your actual schoolwork, you're doing this weird thesis. Correct. Okay, cool. I mean, whatever keeps you or whatever keeps you moving. <laughs> nothing. Nothing keeps me moving. I'm just <laughs> whatever whatever keeps your mind occupied is a good thing, I guess. Sure. Crazy. <laughs> what about you? Um, things are going. I'm still I have four days left. Well, yeah, four days after today with my class and it's my last class uh the only issue is my instructor and i feel bad for him because it's like the last stretch of the class um his brother died so he's been traveling and doing stuff for that for now a little over a week and a half or two weeks almost um so i don't have any grades since week three and we're right now on week six so grades for the assignment that we did for week four and then the assignments that we just did for week five i don't have yet and some of my well my final project is contingent on feedback from those two weeks right so i don't so i'm like i want to move forward and i'm probably just going to move forward with my stuff anyways but i'm like i don't know what changes i need to make i don't know how like not how much how how much work I need to put into (laughs) not not necessarily that but I don't know like how much how much more information I need to include because I haven't received any feedback so it's it's like we're getting close to the wire and I'm like I want to get it done and just turn it in and be finished with it originally it was due tomorrow but because of his travel and everything happening he pushed back the due date until the last day of the class so it's due on Tuesday but I would like to see how he graded my last 
two assignments and my last two discussion boards to see kind of what what it looks like uh, grade wise. And hopefully I can still pull off an A 4.0. and keep my 4.0. Yeah. I'm sure you did excellent. I will be devastated if the last class of my um, my degree is the reason I don't have I don't finish with a 4.0. Yeah, that would really suck. I mean, right now it's a 97 percent, but you'd have to do pretty terribly to like. Well, the discussion board from last week is 10 percent of the grade and my final project is 20 percent of the grade. So there's still. They're uh, still like over 500 points or 500, yeah, 500 points of a 1,000 point total grade. Oof. So it could be, I mean, hopefully it won't because I, I know how, I know my work and I know what I do. So hopefully it'll be fine, but we'll see. I'm sure it'll be fine. If not, I'm sure I can probably just message him and be like, hey, I just need to understand kind of why and is there any way that we can adjust this because... I want my 4.0. Fair, reasonable. I I would also be like that and just be like, uh, my 4.0. But I already ruined my 4.0 because my uh, I got a B in my Korean class. Mm. Other than that, not much. Um, we went and watched. No, that wasn't last week. Last week we went to Narragansett. Nice. And went to the beach, and it was nice. Um, I was supposed to take my car on Tuesday to go have them look at the issue, and it hasn't been like when we on Saturday when I drove it down to Narragansett, it, it came up and did the fault a couple times. Mm-hmm. Um, one time going down, and one time coming back. But since then, it hadn't done anything, and so I called on Monday, and I was like, "I don't want to waste my time bringing my car in on Tuesday and dropping it off and having you look at it for you to just say there's nothing that we can do since there's no fault because it it's not displaying currently, and it hasn't. It's only the the three days that I drove to work this week and had to like actually be on site. It didn't. I didn't have a fault the entire time." And then today I it happened. So I didn't I he was the person that I talked to was like, Well, I don't want to cancel your appointment because just in case it does come up and then you don't have an appointment, so we can't look at it. But yes, if it's not if there is no fault, then there's nothing that we can do to diagnose and fix the issue. So if it's not currently being displayed, it doesn't make sense. So just you just don't need to come in if you don't, if it's not there. So Apparently, I have to wait until it's a constant and I can't use those features until they go it go in and take a look at it and fix it for me. Gross. So it's annoying. But like I said on the last podcast, my car works perfectly fine without that. Um, and it drives fine and everything's fine. Um, I will say last week we were supposed to go or sometime this week we were supposed to go to Best Buy so that Ryan could get um, Oppenheimer. Oppenheimer. <laughs> so we went today. And he found out that, oh, it doesn't come out until like November 6th. So it's not oh. even out yet. So he had the wrong or November 11th, some sometime next in the next couple of weeks. So he had the wrong release date. Somebody somebody posted something about going to Best Buy and getting it because it's in the 4K version is in a metal case, apparently. So he really wants to get it. Um, but he misread it and thought they had already gotten it. But they were talking about going and getting it the day that it comes out 
Ah, uh, okay. So he was he was just a little confused, but I mean, we went to Best Buy and I walked around and looked at some stuff, and that was it. Nice. Other than that, nothing's really going on at I mean, outside of work work stuff and finishing up my school. Right. I'm still trying to decide what I want to do next. If I want to go for something else, like look for some certificates that I might want to get. Um, but time will tell. I have a few months before I have to start making payments on my on my freaking student student loans. Then (laughs) there you go. Fun times. Um, I did. I did do something last night. Uh, I made um, I made a recipe that I had found online called apple brownies um and it's just three ingredients it's applesauce well unsweetened applesauce white chocolate and flour and it doesn't even have to be like self-rising or all-purpose flour it's just flour um so i used rice flour because that's what i had um it was an okay it was okay it was okay but like it required like a whole cup of melted chocolate right but then only like seven tablespoons of applesauce that's weird so like it was very it was very fudgy but it was very thin yeah i would have added more applesauce i i think i should have added more applesauce um the other thing too was that the flavor was very very light yeah like because white chocolate is not as chocolatey in flavor um i have a polarizing statement okay white chocolate is garbage fair i hate it i think it's disgusting i don't hate it i don't think it's disgusting however um it definitely is not my favorite chocolate no um but i used it because that's what the recipe called for which i think i could definitely do it with a different chocolate um but i think if i was going to do it again with the white chocolate i would add um some cinnamon and maybe some actual apple pieces yeah. into the batter um because it just did it just didn't turn out it didn't taste as good as i wanted it to um but i did sprinkle some cinnamon on top of it and that did help um and, like kind and, of bring out more of the apple flavor yeah and maybe um to actually add some like volume if you want it add just a little bit of like a, a teaspoon or a little a couple teaspoons of baking soda so that it floofs mm, yeah it it no, wasn't ba- bad baking, it kind of not baking soda baking powder yeah um it had like kind of the same consistency as like lemon bars mm. so that mm. wasn't bad but then i was like well if i wanted lemon bars i would have made lemon bars <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so like they're not they're not bad they're okay they're just not my fave. I was I was disappointed. No. Um, well, do you have anything planned for Halloween? Oh, since yeah. it's next Tuesday. Um, on actual Halloween, I'm working, but um, for Halloween, I am going to a Halloween party tomorrow. Hmm. Uh, actually, I'm I'm helping run the Halloween party tomorrow. Um, with Nick and Horace and Cat. Um, so we're doing that and then that's it. I work Sunday and through Thursday. <laughs> so what about you? You doing, doing anything spooky ooky? Uh, no, Ryan and I will probably watch The Nun too since it's now on Max. So if you guys would like to watch 
uh, the movie The Nun 2. It is now streaming on Max. This is not a um, sponsor. This is not a sponsorship for Max. But if you have a subscription, it's there. So we'll probably watch that. Um, today, I, what did I just finished watching. Oh, The Kingsman, which isn't really a scary movie, but. I uh, love The Kingsman. Oh, oh your phone alarm. Drink a juice, Shelby. <laughs> it's my alarm to take my drugs. <laughs> <laughs> my drugs. Because I'm not good at taking prescription medicine on a scheduled time. So I always forget. And then um, it's like hours after I'm supposed to take it. And I remember. So I have a I have an alarm that says drink a juice, Shelby, from... From Steel Magnolias. Steel Magnolias, yeah. It's such a sad movie. Such a it good is. movie, but such a sad movie. It's it's a rare movie though, in that there are all like the primary cast is all female. Yeah. So. Well. Well. Do you have anything else you want to talk about? Are you ready to call it a podcast? It could be a short one. It could be a short one because we are kooky, and I do have to finish my costume. Oh. Okay. I'm gonna be. I'm going to be Sarah Sanderson from Hocus Pocus. Do you have a blonde wig? I don't. So then you're not going to be Sarah Sanderson because she is blonde, Sarah. I'm going, I'm going to be Sarah Sanderson. I'm just going to have to be Sarah Sanderson if she did her hair. <laughs> you're going to be Mary Sanderson. No. <laughs> Kat is Mary Sanderson. And Horace is going to be Winifred. And Nick is going to be Billy the zombie. I still think you're going to be Mary because your hair is not blonde, Sarah. Nobody's hair is blonde in our group. Well, that's your fault because you just dyed your hair. Even so, Sarah Sanderson is a full blonde and I only had blonde in my lips. So that's true. But um, my costume's not going to look exactly like hers either. But that was because I'm a poor kid and I'm having to make it myself. (laughs) That's fun. So on the next episode, we might actually go through and do that. Um, So we're recording very late because at the beginning of this, before we started recording, um, Sarah was going through and doing the evaluator for the insights discovery thing that we can probably go through the next episode and talk about. And I can do like do my presentation thing and um, talk about how how they come up with it, what it means, and then how you can utilize it to talk to other people and change your communication styles to better communicate with other people that use different versions of the communication wheel love that so it's very um, interesting what a throwback too because we mentioned that like several episodes yeah. back uh, because sarah didn't do the evaluator and then she didn't say anything until i messaged her and asked about it <laughs> did i mention i've been unmotivated and depressed <laughs> Well, I wish I could help with the depression portion of it, but I can help. Um, I can't even help with the, the motivation either. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? You being here is enough, though. Like, My face should be enough. It's true. Your face is a natural <laughs> antidepressant. Uh, except for some people. Some people find me depressing. <laughs> well, those people are wrong. <laughs> no, I agree. I agree. And I've said it for years everyone likes me and if they don't they're wrong there you go there's like there's a few people that i'm like if you don't like that person it's a red flag yeah so like if people don't like you it's a red flag i agree also um i the other statement that i always said when i that i have said for years is i am always i am never wrong i am only 
misinformed. There you go. So that's the Capricorn. That's <laughs> <laughs> that is the most Capricorn <laughs> statement I have ever heard. Well, I mean, that's I mean, those are those are my my motivations to my mottos in life. Um, everyone likes me, and if they don't, they're wrong. And then I am never wrong, only misinformed. And then the other one that everyone should know already is I would rather be cold than hot because you can always put on more clothes. You can only take off so much before it is inappropriate or illegal. True, true. And I and, and then there's always the action that I want to do in my life where I slap someone across the face with a mop. And when they look at me and ask, why did you do that? Just look at them with my sassy, my sassy gay voice and say, that's a proud pencil, baby. Oh, my God. What a throwback. I haven't thought about that in years. <laughs> and then just walk away. <laughs> then just walk away. Like, we need to do a skit of that sometime because I need to see it happen in real life. <laughs> just just when they after I say, that's the power pencil, baby. Drop the mop like a mic drop and then just saunter away. Yep, exactly. Exactly. Now we just have to find somebody who's willing to get hit in the face with a mop. I'll ask Ryan. <laughs> <laughs> Love that. All right. Well, you ready to call it a podcast because Bobo's running around. He's probably hungry. Yep, I'm ready to call it a podcast. All right. Well, thank you for listening to this week's episode of Now About That with James and Sarah. If you like the episode, please give us a like, a comment, and make sure you follow and subscribe to listen to more of our um, episodes in the future. And then please give us a review in Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listened, as this will help get the podcast out to more people and help us grow. Feel free to follow us on social media. All of our handles everywhere is at Now About That Pod. And if there's something you would like us to discuss on, on a future episode, make sure you feel feel free to reach out to us at nowaboutthatpod at gmail.com. Visit our website, www.nowaboutthatproductions.com, or you can give us a call or text. Our phone number is 765-557-4170. Thanks again for listening. We hope you have a spooky, ooky Halloween and have a great week. And Sarah, enjoy your Halloween party. Thanks. You enjoy your Halloween. All right. Bye, everybody. Bye, everybody. Bye, everybody.